Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. So I've been kind of on the fence about electric vehicles. I mean, I hear all the hype and people promoting them and all this, and I think, eh, that's fine. But the thing that I've always said is, you're going to have my interest when they're really, really, really fast. Because that's the thing about electric vehicles that's amazing. I mean, like, the way I understand it is they have to actually engineer the power level down because of limitations of the metal in the, you know, drivetrain and transmission and things like that. That's why I saw this and I thought, oh, I might have finally found my EV. Ford has been teasing on Twitter that they would be showing up to the Goodwood Festival of Speed in England this weekend with something that nobody's exactly expecting. What is it? The Supervan an all-electric version of its e-transit meant to be an homage to the previous models of 71, 84, and 94, but this one with, well, let's just say a little extra power, bringing four electric motors and a liquid-cooled 50-kilowatt battery laying down, are you ready for this? 1,972 horsepower. Almost 2,000 horsepower! What kind of performance can we expect out of the all-electric supervan? 0 to 60 in under 2 seconds. For comparison, a Bugatti Veyron, two and a half seconds. Yeah, that's right. The electric supervan from Ford debuting this weekend is going to be faster than a Bugatti. And it's going to look like, you know, a minivan. I mean, it's got a little bit of racing styling and fairings and lights along the side, but this is basically a minivan that's faster than a supercar. It has selectable drive modes, it has regenerative braking, that means that it'll actually repower the engine as you brake, and if you're going really fast, that's kind of a helpful thing. It's got unequal length double wishbone suspension for connectivity to the road, again, at that speed, kind of helpful. It's got motorsports-grade front and rear subframes, uprights and brakes, racing seats, a roll cage, yes, it's a minivan with a roll cage, traction control, launch control, pit lane speed limiting. And it also comes with something Ford is calling tire cleaning mode that fully disengages and brakes one axle while fully spinning the other, which obviously would allow you to have some pretty impressive burnouts or, as they're arguing, clean the tires before a speed run. Speaking as a parent of three with now two minivans under our belt, I will tell you this. If you offer this in pink camouflage, my wife is absolutely going to buy one. And she will go prowling for muscle cars. Are you a tea drinker? Green tea, black tea, Earl Grey, some exotic, whatever it is. If so, and you're squeamish, maybe this isn't the story for you. But I will tell you that researchers at the University of Trier in Western Germany have found a way to sequence DNA samples that can be found in dehydrated plant parts, tea bags. What have they discovered? Well, in commercially available teas, a tea bag contains DNA from something on the order of 400 different types of insects. Now, I know at first hearing, you're thinking, 
There's parts of 400 different bugs in a tea bag. No, 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 no. Not parts of the bugs, but just little bits of their DNA that, for example, if they're walking along a leaf and they happen to excrete something and then that has their DNA. Or, yeah, I mean, if they happen to be in the plant, that can be an issue. But mostly it's just samples of them passing by or interacting with the leaf over the course of its lifespan. And the point is, is there's a fantastic variety of biology that interacts with each tea leaf before you dip it in the hot water and drink out of it. But the idea here is, I mean, it's really fascinating because, for example, the ability to collect DNA evidence off of this small an amount of particulate matter after it's been dried, that's pretty fantastic. It also means that they can do all kinds of different biomonitoring, sampling, surveillance of animals and plants, understanding migratory patterns, what things interact with plants at different times and for what purpose over the course of their lives. And they used to have to do this by trying to trap the actual insects. And they would say, well, the ones we trapped are the ones that go on the plants, but the insects wind up dying in this process. And it's a very inefficient system for figuring out what actually interacted with the plant. Also, what's interesting here is that the eDNA, they're calling it, is not taken from the surface of the plant where the ultraviolet light tends to break down DNA samples and, of course, rain will tend to wash it away. This is actually from the ground-up plant material itself, so it's stuff that is basically in the plant. This will also allow researchers to figure out which pests and insects are spreading or hiding inside or near plants and causing problems. And it could even become the basis of criminal investigations because you could look to the geographic origin of plants that are brought into a country illegally or that happen to contain drug material. But that's not the part that concerns me. The part that catches my interest is the idea that when you're drinking a cup of tea, you're drinking little teeny tiny remains of 400 different kinds of bugs. Not 400 bugs, 400 different kinds of bugs. Clearly, the authors of the study kind of had this in mind with their slightly tongue-in-cheek title, The Bug in a Teacup, Monitoring Arthropod Plant Associations with Environmental DNA from Dried Plant Material. Now, I know what you're thinking. If this is bothersome to you, first of all, look, you've been drinking tea all this whole time. You've liked it. It hasn't made you ill. And yet you find this out. It doesn't change anything. It's just finding out what's in there, which maybe you didn't prefer. If it didn't kill you before, it's not going to kill you now. But of course, it does raise your awareness of things that you maybe don't like to think about, like when you're swimming in the river, what's in the river? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in the river. Look, we're surrounded by things like this, and maybe we don't think about it all the time. So this isn't all that weird, he said, as he's looking at a picture of a stink bug crawling across a tea leaf and laying down what I can only describe as a parting gift. And now it's in your cup. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. And finally, from the, excuse me, ma'am, I believe that's my seat. Oh, no, it definitely isn't file. A group of airline passengers on EasyJet recently were in for a bit of a shock. They bought their ticket for the European airline. They got their seat assignments, row 26, D, E, and F. They get on board. They walk back, and there is no row 26. Well, there's a space where row 26 used to be, but row 26 has actually been removed. Now, Part of the explanation here apparently is that there are certain numbers of required flight attendants when you have so many seats in a plane, and because of the labor shortage, they took to removing the seats as a way of getting around the numerical limitation so they could fly with fewer stewards, I guess is the idea here. 
But in these particular people's case, they walked back to where their seats were and discovered they didn't exist. So the funny video on TikTok is of these people standing around in the seats that aren't there. Now, it turned out okay. They managed to find other seats around the airplane that were open, and they obviously didn't stand up during the flight. Well, I don't know. Obviously? Is this some kind of a test scenario for whether people will put up with standing room-only flights? No, because of safety concerns. Or I should say, at least not yet, right? EasyJet did see the video. They did refund them the purchase price. And basically what they're saying is this is a an adjustment that they made that their you know ticketing and boarding pass systems haven't entirely caught up with yet. Which is exactly the kind of thing you'd say if you were really secretly running a test pilot program to see whether people would do standing room only. And then you want to cover it on the backside by saying, oh, no, no, that's not what we meant at all. But I suppose if you really want to be sure and cover the bases, if you have booked a seat in the last row of an airplane, you might want to call them up and say, is my seat really? That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit the five-star rating before you go. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.